0: Love a great book and engaging conversations. We're pleased to announce Coffee Talk Jazz Radio has come to television. You'll meet amazing authors who have overcome obstacles and insurmountable odds. We'll give you an all-access pass into their world. They'll share remarkable life's lessons on love, forgiveness, heroism, dreams, and their aspirations. Join veteran broadcaster and host, Ms. Bridget Lewis. She engages America's best thinkers and authors right here on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio and Coffee Talk Jazz Radio TV. Tune in to www.coffeetalkjazzradio.com and visit coffeetalkjazzradiotv.com. We'll see you there.
1: Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to an evening edition of Coffee Talk Jazz Radio After Dark. We have a very exciting show for you. I don't know where you all are listening from in the world, but I'm so happy that you all are tuned in. Before I bring on our guest, I just want to let you guys know um, some of the folks that are kind of hanging out with us. I see the folks are logged in from New York, Boston, Charleston, Portland, and Miami. So you are welcome. Now I'm going to go ahead and bring on this evening's guest. She is no stranger to the show. We feel like she's family. And guess what? We share the same name. I think we're almost twins. Her name is Bridget Porter-Stubbs, and she is an incredible author. She is a lethargic dance ministry teacher. And tonight, this is the artist spotlight, and we're going to be talking about in deep diving about her second book, which she's still working on, but this one she's pinning for you. So we want to welcome her back to the coffee talk jazz, the after dark party my girl and friend, Bridget Stubbs. Hey, Ms. Bridget, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How about you? <laughs> I am doing so, so good. So, um, you all, here's the thing I love about technology. We're on two different coasts, so it is 730 here in Los Angeles, and can you share with our fans and friends where you're actually um, tuning in um, to, um, talk to us on the show. Where you uh, where you're tuning in from? From quite the country.
2: I'm, I'm I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Central Standard Time, Jackson, Mississippi.
1: She is in Jackson, Mississippi. So with that being said, um, let me tell you all the folks that are hanging out. I just love these late night parties, and this is what this is, it has been an incredible week, it's been a powerful week, it's been a week of of, um, transformation for me, some great things have happened, I've learned a lot, Um, but tonight we're going to let Bridget teach us, because I'm the host, and this is actually her show, so let me tell you guys, so New Haven is in the house, hey guys, these are cities and towns that are part of like the East Coast, New Haven, uh, Wilmington, Okay, all right, Wilmington, Delaware. I love that. And then there's oh, and then we have Wilmington in North Carolina. Now I don't know if it is it Carolina or Carolina. You got to put that little curl in there, Carolina. <laughs> so there's North Carolina. North Carolina. And then there is, let me see what city this is. And then there is Ashburn, Virginia. I don't even know where Ashburn, Virginia is. But um, you all welcome to the party. So. I'm very excited to get back into um, the first time we just felt like, you know, and you got to tell me, Bridget, how you felt. I felt like I was sitting down having coffee with, with my good girlfriend, and we just got to go and we kind of forgot you guys were on live. We're so sorry. So we decided that we wanted <laughs> to do a part two so we can jump back into the juiciness of why she started dancing, who she dances for, um, her process as a writer, and a minister, and how it keeps her grounded. So folks who are just tuning in for the first time, what actually inspired you to start dancing? I want to start with that. Oh,
2: um, actually the inspiration came from, first of all, a love for dance, because I've always danced. Um, I've always danced. And when I became a born-again Christian, I saw that there was, a way for me to express myself to God in a way of some type of service in the church and just Mm. a way of expressing myself. That's why I was so excited when I saw other dances in the church and then I knew that that would be a place for me to express
1: myself to God, my praise to God. Mm. When you said that, you just gave me such a warm visual. I felt like I was kind of like wrapped in a blanket and what I'm hearing from you is you found your calling and I can tell that you are mm-hmm. passionate about it. So for someone who was listening in for the first time and I hear a lot of women because I do coach women, but have you heard as a teacher and as a dance minister, have you heard from others like, Well, how did you find your calling? How did you know that was your passion? How do you respond to that? I I, I think it's just kind of like a knowing so what what would you say to that? Yeah. Yeah,
2: um it is it's you know it it'll, it'll start out as knowing or being comfortable with what you're doing, but I mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. found that as you grow, as you grow in the ministry, as you grow in Christ and as you as you stay connected with God, then God will just little by little kind of deposit um you know some revelation to you personally. So it just really mm-hmm. starts out as just a love for dance. Um, And and I've said before, I believe that I was told that I was, I had a talent for it, but as far as my calling and understanding that this was something that I was called to, truly called to, that Mm -hmm. did not come until a little bit later, you know, some years, a few years of dancing, you know, for God in liturgical dance. And God just began to, you know, give me revelation little by little, you know, um, that inkling of, yes, this is what I want you to do. This is what I've called you to do. And when you get to a point where something is, there's a lot of work involved, but you
3: mm-hmm.
2: don't mind the work, you still find pleasure mm-hmm. in the work. And when it's, when it's mm-hmm. something for God, then that's how you know um, that he has he's called you to it, when it's easy. It's work, but it becomes, you know, easy
1: to do the task that God has given you. Wow. That is a great, great, um, that's a great, great answer. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, on that, because a lot of times, you know, starting out, when I started out writing, when I started out speaking, um, I always knew, but I kind of, I kind of pushed it back and was like, because mm, I love the Bible when it says that my sheep, they know my voice and the voice of a stranger, they were not follow. So I was like, God, you are, are you really, are you really calling me <laughs> to write and you want me to say what? I was like, oh no, God, I can't do that. He was like, well, why not? And so I just kept yeah. on saying no. I kept on saying no. But what I found in saying no was I started going through, like, a lot of trials of, oh, my God. I mean, it's just everything just started happening. And so I just really had to just lean on God. And what just kept on coming back, he kept, he kept on saying to me, and my spirit was like, don't you remember? Because I asked you to do this. And it was like, and it just, it's almost like annoying that it just does yeah. not go away. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You can try and get distracted. You can try and do a thousand other things, but it just keeps on coming back. So when you said that, you just kind of took me you know, to that place. So for those of you all who are listening and, you know, you guys are laying in your bed late at night and you guys are restless, mm-hmm, that's that thing, right, that God is yeah, calling yeah. you to do. And it's like money can't fill it food can't fill it, you can't, you can't run away from it, you can't hide from exactly. it, and so you just have to face it and just go with the call. So I want to jump into um, when you wrote your first book to talk about, first of all, how long did it take you to write your book and what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out to say, you know what? I really want to write a book, too. I hear God calling me to do it. I know I'm supposed to serve, but I just don't have any idea where to even get started. Can you just give them, like, maybe some one or two little baby steps that they can take so they can just launch out?
2: Yeah, uh, baby steps is exactly what I would call it because that's what I did. That's what I, that I did okay. uh, when, I, when I heard the voice <laughs> of God saying that I have something to say then I just Mm – I I didn't rush into it. I didn't feel like I was pressured in any way. And I just took my time because I had never written a book before. So I I knew that I just needed to take my time and listen, you know, for instructions from God. And I just little by little uh, just wrote down whatever whatever thoughts would come to mind and and what I knew about dance Mm -hmm. ministry already. And, and mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. Did, gave me the rest. I didn't, I didn't force it. So I think it took, it really took about a year to get my thoughts okay. down uh, on paper. Yeah. But just, um, just, if you just take your time and don't feel pressure because there is, there is no timeline. I mean, you know, God, whatever the assignment is that he gives you, he's not, he doesn't give you a timeline. He just wants you to be obedient. So it, it doesn't oh. matter how long it takes. Don't, because someone else wrote a book in six months or a couple of months, that's that's not what God, you know, told you to do. He just said to do it. Just,
1: just do mm-hmm. it. Just do it. Yeah. What you said, that's a really powerful statement because that was what it was like for me when I heard the voice of God in the most audible, most clear voice. I mean, I had always written in journals and I had, pages and pages of snow pad, and know tonight I write poetry and sometimes God will wake me up in the middle of the night and I mean my hand would be moving so fast across the page that I could I just literally couldn't even stop and then sometimes I would go back and I would read what I wrote and I'm like there's like no way like I wrote that like really like that's not even mm-hmm. possible so I knew that it was I knew that it was God and it was it was some things that were so revelatory that just like blew me completely away and then as i began to read as i began to really read some of what was written he said well writing for me was really cathartic because i'd had um i'd had a lot of trauma in my life and i'm real being really transparent so for those of you guys who are listening i know god has called a lot of you all to write number one because Writing is very cathartic. I believe dancing is definitely cathartic just to get some things out. But more so than anything, God wanted me to be healed through what I was going to write. And first it was for me, and then it was for everybody else, right? And so yeah. when, I heard that, when I heard that voice, I tried to just act like and I talked to my mom about it, and she was, so matter of fact, at the time, my late mom. And Mama said, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what I heard. And and so she said, well, girl, if God told you to do it, she said, it don't matter what nobody else says. She said, you don't need my permission. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, like, I wanted permission. I wanted her to say, well, no, Briggs, don't do it. You, you don't. You ain't got to write it. And she said, girl, you better write that book. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Said, Mommy said, you better write the book so for you, you didn't feel – You didn't feel any pressure. You just say, you know what, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. When I get it done, it's going to be on God's timeline. And now that you're on the other side of your book is written, can you now see how it has blessed other people because your book is out? Um, What kind of responses have you gotten now Uh, now that you've written your book, you're a published author? So what do people say? Like, can I have an autograph? This is amazing. Can you teach me how to write a book? Or <laughs> what kind of responses do you get?
2: Well, well, first of all, you know, I didn't expect someone to, with well, people, to want my autograph or want me to sign the book every time. <laughs> you know, every person who bought it, deal. I just didn't expect that. I'm, think, I'm thinking <laughs> they want the book, so they'll just they just purchase it and that'll be it. But no, everybody, uh-huh. you know, and this is outside of the book signing that I had. But everybody who purchased, right. they want me to. They wanted me to sign it. was like, okay, you know. Um, but yes, I've had I've had you know the dancers who they'll say this book really helped me to become grounded mm. and to understand mm. you know what what it is to dance for God, how to dance for God, you know. And then some people say, well, it's a book on how to dance for God. So how do you teach? How do you write that? But then they, I had to explain, it's not about uh, the, the the physical part of dance. It. It's not it's
3: oh,
1: about the execute wow.
2: the dance. It's about preparing your spirit to dance for God and what God is expecting of you and how, what, he, what he wants you, how he wants you to encounter. He wants to encounter us. He wants us to put him first. He wants us to acknowledge him. He wants us to... Um, rely on him, depend on him for for the dance. It is, it's not enough to know how to do it. It's not enough to be talented. It's not enough to be you know, skilled. Um, so he wants us to rely on him and to understand that his his presence it means nothing if you if you, if you don't have his presence before his people then it mean, it means absolutely nothing if, you, if you're going to say, you're dancing for God. and If you're going to dance in the arena, you know, of faith, it, it's got to be, you know, he's got to be a part of it. Bottom line, he's got to be a
1: part of it. Mm, that is powerful. As you were talking, like, I just got the most amazing visual, and that's the way the Holy Spirit talks to me at times. Um, very visual, who um, talks to my spirit. And then sometimes it is in the most audible, most clear voice. But what I saw is, like, when you are dancing, like, you're ushering in the presence of God for the people, like, and you're dancing before him. So it's, like, it's so powerful. I mean, the movement, the fluidity of it, you know, really, um, it's just a powerful medium when I think about some of the
3: Mm-hmm. plays that
1: I've gone to and a lot of times there aren't any words there's just music and movement it could be a ballerina it could be some other kind of some other kind of dance it could be some type of praise dance tambourines the flags all of that and you can just feel the wind of the Holy Spirit have you when you've kind of been when you've been out and dancing you know and you were before you know the church you were before an event and you began to dance do you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit as you were just moving? How fluid you're moving? Do you feel his presence?
2: I can say that I can tell that he's there uh, with me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I There's a brightness that uh, mm. my eyes begin to squint because it's uh, like a brightness around me and, mm, and
1: wow.
2: it is not the lights in the church not the lights that are you know in the building or in the room but that's when i can right um that's when that's when i can tell that that, that he's he's there with me that's when i can tell
1: wow so that's called glory for real for real so you just really gave me chills yeah. <laughs> and i i need to get myself yeah. all the way together because as you're talking um i see it i see it I've sensed it, and uh, for those of you all who don't know or who've been introduced to my very special guest, Bridget Stubbs, author, writer, um, liturgical. Pr- pronounce it for me again because so I want to get it right.
3: Liturgical. Liturgical dance. Liturgical
1: L- dance, liturgical right. Liturgical dance. Mm-hmm. Liturgical dance. So this is such a powerful medium, and so as you were talking, like, I could literally see the whole movement. So, can you share with our fans where can they find you and can we watch some of your videos? I do have
2: a YouTube channel. It is um, the name of my ministry is Best Style Liturgical, and that's B-E-S-S-T-Y-L-E. B-E-S um, are my initials for Brigitte Avon. So, the B-E-S Style Liturgical. My Facebook page is also under the same ministry name, Best Style Liturgical. I have um, I have footage on on Facebook and YouTube, but I guess it would be a better view if you go to YouTube to um, to watch that footage. And uh, all right, awesome. Sometimes I, I wow, put, yeah, I, I sometimes I put a little <laughs> snippet on on Instagram to see the video in full, the dance in full. YouTube would be the best place.
1: All right, awesome. So with that being said, we're excited. Um, I'm going to open up the chat room. We're going to do a double-double commercial. We're going to come back with more good coffee and great chat with my very special guest for the Stubbs Coffee Talk uh, After Dark. And there's a question that I want you to think about while we go to, while we go to commercial. If you could have steaming hot coffee with any legendary dancer, who would it be and why? you could have steaming that coffee with any legendary dancer who would it be and why let's think about that we're going to take a couple of commercials we're going to come back with more good coffee and a great chat guys let's take a listen shall we
0: I'm jazz vocalist and educator Shirley Crab. Do you love great jazz conversations? Join veteran broadcaster and host Miss Bridget on Coffee Talk Radio for good coffee and great chat. As women in jazz, we are elegant musicians, prolific composers and arrangers, and we've established ourselves as the primary voices of our generation. Our various contributions to jazz are remarkable. You'll meet irresistible performers blessed with uncanny instrumental skills. You'll enjoy recording artists with multilingual voices selling out stadiums and venues around the globe. Be sure to visit my website at www.shirleycrabb.com and follow me on Twitter at Shirley's Jazz. And be sure to visit the official Coffee Talk Jazz website at www.coffeetalkjazzradio.com. You taught my heart to sing Yeah You taught my heart to Marjane, contemporary gospel
2: recording artist. Do you love good coffee and a great chat? Well, today is your chance to peek behind the curtain with your favorite artist. Are you celebrating a birthday? If so, join us with the Coffee Talk Jazz Radio Birthday Club. Send us a text at five six two three five five zero three one one, or email us at coffeetalkjazzradio at msn.com. We'll also give you a live shout out and plenty of Twitter love. You never know what you might win. Call us today if it's your birthday at three four seven nine three four zero one zero eight. Be sure to follow our tweets and also follow us on Facebook. So happy birthday from Miss Bridget and the Coffee Talk Jazz Crew.
1: And we are back, and we are broadcasting live. You listen to the very best in Blog Talk Radio here at Coffee Talk Jazz after dropping my very special guest, Bridget Stubbs, and she is calling all the way in from the other side of the country, and we're super happy that she's here. I've opened up the chat room. You guys go ahead and drop those questions for our guests. I've got some gift giveaways tonight, but guess what I am not giving away anything, and so you guys press that one on the phone and go ahead and ask my um, guest any question that is relevant to her book or dance or if you want to book her um do you do like um teleteaching zoom anything like that
2: i um, I thank considering that uh, I haven't done anything um But I'm considering that, and that's a very interesting thing as of now because of, you know, um, the pandemic. But, yeah, I'm very interested, and I'll definitely, when I begin to move in that direction, uh, that would be definitely on my Facebook page and all of my social media platforms when I start that, workshops and that type of thing, virtual
1: workshops. All right, awesome. We love a good virtual workshop, and I think it's a great, time for it, I think you have an amazing product, an incredible story to tell, and if you can catch them little teeny totters before, you know, they get a little grown, a little bit too grown, um, that would really be something, God, um, yeah, that would just be so powerful, and I think now, again, is a good time, simply, because, see, like, if I could take one of your courses, like, I would, because I was taking, um, I was doing, like, gym stuff, like, online. Like, learning, like you know, how to build certain biceps and the muscles and all that kind of stuff. And so now people, like, they're so used to it. But, okay, so back to the question, and it was, if you could have steaming hot coffee or a vanilla chai latte with someone, because it's so hot right here in L.A., so I'm thinking iced coffee instead of hot, who would uh-huh. you, um, which legendary dancer um, would you want to sit down and have conversations with, and what would you all talk about? Well, um,
2: it's not possible because um uh Alvin Ailey is deceased. Um, but I I, I, I he's left such a legend. Um he, he the dancers that he has that has come after him and I believe the teachings that he taught and how it is just kind of trans, transpired through, you know, year after year and person after person. Um, he would be the one that I would have questions for because I, there is a, you can tell that the movements um, are very um, spirited, meaning that there was was an understanding to me. I can see that, you know, an understanding of, of God and and acknowledging God for who He is and how God blesses us with certain abilities, you know, to move other people. So there's always, you know, a, a calling or reason. As to why you know God allows okay all to do whatever that thing is. So when you have someone who's not only talented, but when you can see that the, the spirit and you can kind of connect with God, because when when something when you see something so awesome, then you know mm-hmm. that it's it's God inspired. You know that God is in it. You know I just I just believe that he acknowledged God. And um, and the mm. abilities that he had, and and his ability to pass that on, you know, through generations. So um, wow, I guess you he know I guess a conversation. A with, answer. No, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, no. Ahead. Uh,
2: so I think a, I I don't know what the question would be exactly, but just to listen because sometimes mm-hmm. when you just listen to a person, who so has, mm-hmm. you know there's wisdom there, and you can learn right. Um, you know you, you, if you just just sit around a person and and listen i mean you can gain so much knowledge so much wisdom um you know you can't put money on that i mean you can't buy it it's it's, it's, it's too expensive it's too it's too powerful um and i, I just said that would be an awesome experience you know just to listen to the wow wisdom. and and what type what type of thing – because it what what you mentioned before about you know going through trauma um, mm-hmm. and going through life, you know, sometimes gives right. you it, it gives you the space to to be able to push through, and therefore God can bless you. God can anoint you because the more you push through those circumstances, and you want to do it for a, a higher purpose for God for God's glory, you know, He'll anoint you. And people don't understand why you know what they're looking at or what what the glory is but you know god wants us to to give a sacrifice you know the body even talks about being a living sacrifice you know holy and acceptable unto him so when you are pushing through your calling pain um you know god's gonna god is gonna reward you in some way for that because you have sacrificed there's a sacrifice you know a lot of times with with people who you know seem to be so, um, so when people are glorified in what they're doing, and, and sometimes they don't understand how they got there, and they want to kind of put people on a pedestal, and they see something great in a person. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times, when they have that relationship with God, it's, it's, it's God, you know, revealing Himself through that person and through you know whatever they're doing for Him. So, um, yeah, a lot of times adversity brings out the best in us, you know, no matter what the case Unfortunately,
1: is, the, the, the best Unfortunately, <laughs> it does. Of uh-huh. course, I can admit that now being on the other side of it. And then writing for me, as I mentioned before, was really cathartic. So it, by me writing, it really allowed me to heal in a lot of areas. But then the book was released and then it helped so many other women. And once the book was released, you know, what I learned is that the book, it really wasn't for me. It was for those women who would come behind me to give them those strategies, yeah. tools, and keys, you know, that they could use so they would fall into the same pit, if you will. So that's why my book is called From Pitfalls um, to Purpose. And, you guys, it is available on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble and also on my website, BridgetLewis.com. But I want to go back to Alvin Ailey. And for those of you who don't know, he was a dancer, a choreographer, and a very powerful uh, activist, and he was an African-American dancer, choreographer, and so he founded the Alan Illy School of Dance uh, in New York, and I mean, talk about uh, prolific. He was just prolific, and so he fused in theater, modern dance, ballet, jazz, um, and it just it really just began to take on like a whole global awareness of, of dancers. So um, you know, every time someone thinks about dance, I also think about Misty Copeland. You can't, you can't even think about Misty before you think about Alan Ailey, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He he passed away, but boy, what a legacy he left. And I think that that is really what our life's work is. What our life is really all about—to leave that legacy, to leave something behind that's really yeah. going to help somebody. That's really going to help somebody else, yes. and, and putting it in writing like you have in have in your book. Um, share with our fans again where they could pick up um, your book. Um, Amazon.com
2: and thebookpatch.com. dot and also through my All website. Right. Uh, I do I, I keep I keep books on hand, and so okay um, I can be contacted through my website at uh, Best Style Liturgical dot com slash dance and uh, you can contact me for a book I can get it mailed out to you or you can just go to those other outlets and get the book
1: Alright so we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we're going to come back with more good coffee and great chat with my very very special guest dance minister Bridget Stubbs and we've got some amazing questions I think we may put her in the hot seat when she comes back, so I hope you have a glass of water.
3: <laughs> we oh. may put her,
1: uh, we may put her in the hot seat, but it's really, really gonna be good, guys. So we'll be back with more good coffee and great chat.
3: jazz vocalist violinist music educator and author it's ladies week here at coffee talk jazz radio and we are bringing our listeners the best there is in diversity and talent it's your chance to peek behind the curtain and get up close and personal with your favorite jazz musicians and amazing vocalists our vision here at coffee talk jazz radio is to increase the (laughs) profile of jazz through music education and that's why i'm here to talk to you about education Coffee Talk Jazz Radio's executive producer, Ms. Bridget Lewis, strongly believes in music education, and that's why she's launched the Coffee Talk Jazz Music Foundation for Children. The student recipients will be involved in programs emphasizing intensive study and self-discipline rather than generalized or introductory exposure to the performing arts. The goal is to raise money and awareness for inner-city schools and after-school music programs where children show an aptitude towards music. Music is the fabric of our lives, and I can tell you how important it is to have your generous contribution for Generation Next Project. The proceeds will be divided into four curriculums, preschool, middle school, preparatory, and pre-professional in both music and dance. More information is available through the official website at www.coffeetalkjazzradio.com. Your support and donations can be made through the website. It is a non-profit organization, 501c company, and your contributions are tax-deductible. Support the Generation Next Project Scholarship Foundation and tell them Miss Bridget Lewis sent you. And be sure to pick up my current CD, A Lovely Way to Spend an Evening, available at iTunes, Amazon, and FOTICD.com. That's F-O-T-I-C-D.com. For Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, I'm Calabria Foti. Thank you.
1: Hey, guys. We are back with my very special guest, dance minister, author, Bridget Stubbs. It is a beautiful Friday night, and uh, I am super excited about my guest. We said we were going to put her in the hot seat. We won't turn the heat up too much because it's so humid in Los Angeles and I don't think I can see the show. You. Okay, this time we're going to be nice, so we're going to pull back. Okay, so really okay. cool. Okay. So for those of you who are interested in being on the show, you can. If you want to see your favorite guest or author on the show, Coffee Talk Jazz Radio at MSN.com. Or you decide you want to sign our guest book and tell us how much you love the show or donate to the Gifted Music Foundation, just go to CoffeeTalkJazz.com. CoffeeTalkJazz dot com now. So what I want to know is, you take care of everybody else. You're a wife. You're a mother. You're an author. Like you are busy, and I know you're going to be globetrotting as soon as this demic is over. I wanted to say pandemic. This demic is over. <laughs> so what brings you joy? Because you got to take some time for yourself, right? Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I, I just I really enjoy just uh, great conversation, you know, with with close friends. That's 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 a joy to me, um, and I, I really love to teach. And I know that this is still, you know, in the realm of ministry and in the realm of work, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. But I, I really enjoy teaching the youth, youth, young dancers. They are so open, you know. You know, kids are like a sponge, and, Absolutely. and you spirit of influence for them. Um, and mm-hmm. and this is something that you're passionate about, and they they and they're having fun, and they want to learn. Yes. That's, um, that brings me joy, and when they can, you mm. know, execute a movement that I've taught them, you know, whatever my vision is for the dance. And when I see when I see that vision in those young people, um, that that brings me joy. And when someone really gets in mm. and, and what I'm saying, and they they want to know more, they truly genuinely want to know, um, you know, what they're doing and how to do it. All of that brings me joy. But I just really can't see. Um, oh, one thing I can't forget. I love it when my daughter, I have a 10-year-old daughter, she'll be 11 soon, and when oh. she is enjoying liturgical dance, that brings me joy because I do want to leave a legacy. I do want to leave a legacy okay. in dance, not only in faith, but in dance as well.
1: Girl, that is like, that is so, so good. Um, So has your daughter, has she expressed an interest in dance? She, or does she just watch it? Yes,
2: she, you No, know, she, she, she dance. She's, she's a part of, when I'm teaching um, the, young, the youth, she, she's a part of it. She dances and uh, she only, she does ballet and she, she likes um, the other styles of dance as well. Um, the majorette style, but she, she, just, she loves dance, period. But I'm so glad okay. that she, you know, umbles herself and she does, she likes liturgical dance. She understands that it's not to play I mean it's it, you can have fun with it, but it's serious she understands that so she she loves um liturgical dance as well and ballet she just she
1: just loves dance <laughs> like I do okay, well, this is really good all right, so this is a good question um that Jeff popped up um does your Oh, this, no, this is like, this is too long. This is like almost like a three-parter. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you another question. What has been the best compliment you've gotten after someone has read your book? What are people saying? I know they want your autograph. But what are they saying after they read your book? Uh,
2: the, the transparency part of it. And and I don't know if there's because there's there's like a snippet of you know when you're transparent and you're not
3: mm-hmm.
2: you, you you don't you want people to know that you've gone through trials you've gone through right. you know some hurtful times right. um, mm-hmm. there's just a little bit of of that in the book but the transparency mm-hmm. is what I was told and I think also okay. maybe you know some of the some of the things as far with your spirituality is concerned you know. When people see you they they automatically think that you you got it all together spiritually and in the natural when sometimes mm-hmm. actually um when it comes to um, the spiritual side of a person, we all have those times when we um we're not as obedient and we're not um, in the word as we should be. we're not praying as we should be pray, and when we we don't get disconnected from God, that we're mm-hmm. not close to Him. We don't do those things that we should to stay. Sometimes we, we're not in His presence as much as we should be, or sometimes there are times when you're not in His presence. And so when you're transparent um, to other people, to, to give them an understanding that just because you you have accepted Christ, you are a born-again Christian, You we're not mm-hmm. perfect, and we're not like, holy, 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 you know, we're not just walking on these clouds all the time. We you know we're we're just everyday ordinary people who happen to love God and, and choose mm-hmm. to be obedient to Him and choose to um, you know take on those assignments that He gives to us you know without grudge. But you know there are times when everybody comes to a place where they have fallen you know in their in their um, in their walk so to speak. Um, so I think wow. the transparency you know when you don't. Try to cover that up and pretend that you're something that right. you're not, and and that right. you have not made any mistakes where God is concerned. You know, people they they
1: appreciate
2: that. You know,
1: they appreciate that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. First of all, you know, if you've been on this planet, this earth, in this world, people know when people are really faking it. They just, I mean, come on, you know, they they just know. Yeah, just by the conversation and. When you are transparent, you know, when you share the bruises, when you share the highlights, when you share the lessons, they go, Wow, you know what? I went through something like that too. It was like wow. So then you almost see them kinda like kinda like exhale, lift their shoulders, Mm -hmm. relax because it's like, Wow, you know what? See it wasn't me, it wasn't I wasn't just the only one. I I wasn't the one that that fell down and and I got back up as as, one of my favorite songs by Uh, Donnie McCurk, and we fall down, but we get up. It Mm -hmm. was like, you know, we all have fallen short of God's glory, and he cleanses us, and forgiveness is all unrighteous, and then we start over, and I think that's how people grow. I think that's how we grow as believers, and that's how we can share our faith with people. Say, you know, wow, I know what you're going through. I went through that too, and hey, this is how I got through it. You know, I stayed in the Word, and I stayed on my face before God, and yeah, it was hard, and I had to forgive some people that hurt me, and and I didn't want to, and I was mad. Like I was real, real, real mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of. Yeah. That kind of thing. I and I think when you share that, that's when people will open up to you and say, you know what, I can relate to her. You know what, I'm gonna buy ten copies for all my friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just because they feel and, they and feel then, that connectivity when you're real.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then you know, and and, if, and when you get upset with God. About something, you know, something didn't go right, or you've done, you're, you're doing all that you're supposed to do, you know, to do, and you know, sometimes when God doesn't allow certain things to, to, um, I guess, to surface as you thought it would, you know, sometimes we have, I have, I've been um, mad with God. Well, I, I don't want to say mad, but I was just just a little distant and didn't realize it. And when I realized that, you know, you, uh, you just came back in line. You just ask for forgiveness. And don't ever act, be a little upset with the way God, you know, allowed things to, to be. I mean, we just, we just can't do that. But we do. And we just have to, to get back in line just, just ask for forgiveness.
1: Uh, because he'll forgive you if you ask for forgiveness. All right. Um, next question. What is something very memorable that you've heard from a reader from your book? You've talked about the transparency. Something that's just memorable. Something they say, oh, my God, this, this reminds me of something I did. I want to write a book. Is there, anything that, is there anything that comes up comes to mind for someone who's read your book? Like you really in, you influenced them. You made a real impact. And can you remember like one comment? They shared, which lets you know, it was like, yeah, I was supposed to write this book.
3: <laughs>
2: when, when, when a young lady told me that she was able to form a dance ministry
0: mm.
2: and everything, the the lessons or the the teachings, um, it just confirmed to her that that's what she was supposed to move forward in. She she was not going to do it she didn't know if she could do it and i guess my book was just a confirmation to her that um you know the calling the when god is calling you to do something when it's dance and when Mm -hmm. you need to take it to um a a certain level then um you know you can't you can't you can't shrink away from that you know you cannot shrink Mm -hmm who you are, who God has called you to be. You have to you have to stand up to it. You have to stand up, um, to what he's calling you to do. Um, and, and when you need strength, you know, for the courage to, to go to go ahead, then, you know, that's what you do. So uh yeah, she she said that that was what helped her kind of catapulted her to forming that ministry that she was supposed to form. And I think she sat on it. I think she didn't it, it it was in the – she was supposed to have done it a while ago, but I think in reading mm-hmm. the book just helped her to, to, to gain the strength or the um, encouragement or the, the teaching that she needed to do that. So, yeah, that was um, – yeah, when, when she when she told me that, I, I knew that, that this was reaching who it needed to reach, and there, there are so many others like her, whether they are mm-hmm. supposed to form a ministry or to actually – have the courage to go ahead and start moving, you know, when God is instructing you to move as a dancer. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're not supposed to, you know, form a ministry, but they're supposed to be dancing. And so that's that's what I want them to do. I want them to be be encouraged to move, be inspired to move when God is telling you that this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to flow under the
1: shadow of the Almighty. All right. Um so we are almost to the end of the hour. If you can believe we've been on live for like sixty minutes. We're pretty close oh. to it. So the coffee <laughs> But I do have a okay. little question yeah. for you. <laughs> okay. I, I, but this is but this is always so good when you're always having a good time. It just the time just seems to fly, especially when you're talking about something that you love. So can you share with our fans? your plans for the future, where do you see yourself as a writer in five years, as a writer and a dancer in five years?
2: Well, um, I think you mentioned before I am uh, – my second book is – it's on its way, and this second book is, is written especially for the youth. It's for those youth who dance or mine, because as as we know – there are a lot of mimers out there, and it's the same
3: yeah.
2: concept. It's the same concept. This is, this is, it's a platform to express yourself um, to God before his people. Um, it's, a, it's a flow of movement. It has to be uh, – you have, you have to begin to prepare yourself spiritually in the same manner as a quote-unquote dancer, um, but this is for the youth, and I I believe just like you said before, we've got to start with whatever it is. Um, if you start with the youth and and bring them up and, and on the right path and in the right way, they have the correct instructions, then they will be successful, um, and, and you know in in whatever it is that they're supposed to be doing, whatever their calling is. So you've got to start with the youth. And so and that and that that's where the legacy starts and that's where, um, you know, it just it, where it's not gonna end because the legacy can go from you yeah. know, through generations to generations. And um but as far as that goes, I, I think I will always want to uh work with the youth as well as the adults. And as far as writing, I don't know what the next um there, There is a third book, but I'm not sure if it's going to be um, so closely related to dance, but I'm sure dance is going to be okay. in there somewhere because, you know, your life, it doesn't, it's not like a stop, it's not like dance and then your life, it all, is all intertwined. I mean, everything, all of the experiences, everything that led you to dance or led you, you know, down that same, in that same journey, um, it cannot mm-hmm. really be separated, so, um so, yeah so so the next the next thing within these five years is to definitely get back out there and when, when when I can when I can actually be in more more so in the presence of others because sometimes you need to be in the space of someone you know you you're you're, you're influence you cannot influence as strongly if you're not in the space of other people and vice versa you know to be in the space of those who um share the same type of passion and for god to to use that to um to show himself more you know um in in the in ministry and in whatever the whatever the levels are that he's calling calling us all to with whatever we're doing
1: i think we we just need to be in the space of others wow um this has been a really powerful. Second show. So excited for your future. Thank you for allowing the Coffee Talk Jazz After Dark Family to be a part of your journey. Again, if you all want to um book Bridget for something in the future, she'll share her email one more time and then we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take it out with a nice little radio liner. And we've got our gospel show that's coming up. We've got our women in music series that's coming up, and then we have um, our Coffee Talk Jazz magazine that's coming up. And I owe you a t-shirt, by the way. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm going to get your size a little bit later on, right, girl. So like you part of this thank, Coffee thank Talk you. family, girl. So don't be trying to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we want to make sure that you have that. So please share your email. Uh, email is beststyleliturgical.
2: Well, uh, well, email is best style liturgical at gmail dot com. Website is liturgical dot dot com slash dance. Wow,
1: such a powerful show tonight, and I want to say with music in our hearts and writing in our souls, we want to thank you, our friends, fans, and supporters, for making Coffee Talk Jazz. After Dark, and number one, we love you for listening, and we will see you next time. Hi, you. I'm Gospel
0: Recording Thank Artist you. Felicia. I aspire to reach millions with my powerful message that provides hope and speaks truth. Need a spiritual lift? Pick up my CD, I Long For You, on iTunes and CD Baby. And you'll hear the music right here on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio sunday's gospel segment aired and broadcasted live with my friend and the darling of radio miss bridget lewis visit the official website
3: www.poffytalkjazzradio.com enjoy the show
0: Al Turner, something big is brewing on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. You'll hear technical innovators on bass and guitar with no overdubs. Each artist plays music with an uncommon depth of feeling. So join the jazz conversation each week with Miss Bridget. She is the coffee lady. My name's Al Turner. My website is alturner.com. You can email me at alternamusic at AOL.com. Like me on Facebook at Alternamusic. Also follow me on Twitter at Al music.